Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products. They're a company on Amazon. They make VR and AR headset stands, VR mats, other accessories for you, and they may have something new coming. I'm Jay Brat. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Matt Brat, a VR enthusiast who thinks PSVR would be the most romantic Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> and I'm Lipnox VR, a Quest YouTuber who gives you all sorts of YouTube greatness. <laughs> so true. Our podcast, if you're new, we're here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities. We tell you about the latest, greatest VR news, what games we've been playing. And if you're here on the YouTube channel where you can see what's going on, you might be wondering what the heck is going on in my space over here because there is stuff all over my PC. We actually did a Thankmas stream last night and raised nearly $1,000. So each one of these snowflakes has a name and a donation amount. And I kept the ones even from last year when we did it. Uh, that I had. So I want to say a huge thank you. A lot of you showed up and gave to that. It was really huge. So thank you so much. That's awesome. It was really cool. It was really fun to see everybody showing up. And like we got close to a thousand people like we can do it. We can do it. We can push. And it was absolutely amazing. Speaking of, we got some questions to answer. And the first one is from Assassin32, who's one of the people who showed up and donated. Mm. Assassin32 asks, are there any games you'd rather buy from the Oculus store than from Steam? And also asked, does the ability to cross buy a game ever sway your game buying decisions? So I kind of put these together because for me, I, I'm mostly getting my games on Quest lately, which means you have to get them on the Oculus store. But if you are someone who plays a lot of PC VR on Steam, or you're someone who also has your Quest, I feel like the only reason that you usually would consider buying from Oculus instead of Steam is maybe because you might have that cross buy. And for those of you out there who don't know what cross buy is, there's a lot of games. If you buy it on your quest, you also get the Oculus PC version for free. It's not every game. It's up to the developer. So Beat Saber is a game that is not that way. But like, I think Pistol Whip is a game that you'll get both versions if you buy them together. So that's cool. And that does kind of change it. Lip, do you pretty much only buy on Oculus or do you still buy on Steam? So truth, truthfully, I like to just stick with Oculus as much as I can because I feel like there's a level of like, I don't know, maybe quality, maybe just consistency of things working properly. Mm -hmm. But every single time that one of these big PC VR Quest 2 games come out where it's like I can get the crossplay, it's always a big concern for me because if I get the Oculus version, I can't use OVR uh, advanced things. So I can't use mm -hmm. my play space mover where I can like change my height. And some games nowadays, they get the height thing done perfectly and I don't need to worry about it. So in the case of uh, Bone Lab, the PC VR version, there was no concern whatsoever. But I find in a lot of cases, these smaller studio kind of games, you get, you know, these height issue things. And that alone can sell me on the uh, the PC one, like the mm -hmm. Steam one, because I've just I so loyally use virtual desktop and I just don't want to I just like I just prefer to have it on Steam like that. But with that whole thing, with the whole discount, with the cross buy thing, I mean, going forward, if I buy a headset that's not Oculus for PC VR stuff, I don't even think those games even will work on that headset through the Oculus store. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure you need to have an Oculus headset. So, you know, planning for the future, sometimes it's better to sort of consider what headsets you're going to be investing in, what games you're going to want to play in like 15 years, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the Oculus store will be your place for gaming in 15 years, but I can guarantee Steam still will be. Mm. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, those are fair points. And also as a content creator, I think you might lean more towards Steam too, because I know a lot of times when I used to do mixed reality, you needed to be able to use Live Toolkit, which at the time worked much better with Steam than Oculus. So there are a lot of things for content creators too that we might do it differently. But I'm 
it's a tough call because like I want to be able to play most of my games fully wirelessly. And yes, you can do that with a PC. There's ways to do that. But like if I'm going to buy a new game and I'm like, oh, I might want to buy this. I want to want to play this game six months down the road on the quest. Well, a year, let's say a year down the road on the quest three or something. It won't be quite as simple. So it is annoying to me that like you have to like make this decision. I know there's no way they'll partner up, but it would be so nice if they just went cross by on everything. Steam, Epic, Oculus, just you buy it on one, you get it on all, but that's not going to happen. I could see maybe, maybe like smaller App Lab developers being like, okay, you bought our version, we'll send you a Mm -hmm. key for the Steam one. True. Kind of do, you know, goodwill on that regard. But I definitely do not see Oculus giving any kind of incentive for people to buy headsets other than their own. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Lip, we got another question here. So this is from El Diego, and he says, I finally got myself a VR ready PC. What classic PC VR gems would you recommend? And for me, I thought of something that was totally free because when you put on that headset and PC VR, I feel like you just, you know, you want something that you don't have to invest any money in and you just let's test it out. And uh, this is one that you go on VR chat and you have to download VR chat. But if you go on VR chat and search Great Plateau, they basically have the mm. opening area of Breath of the Wild fully in VR and it's like you go and there's things to do in it that activate things and the map changes and it looks just like you're playing the classic Switch Wii U Breath of the Wild game. Same graphics and everything, honestly, better graphics. So if if you like that kind of game, I think a big opening wow moment for a PC VR player that's been stuck on the quest, that's the one I would recommend the most. That's the one that I can remember the most out of all the time I've been playing everything and probably had the biggest effect. But I will throw in a secondary thing, too. I mean, obviously, Half-Life Alex. Mm. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Half-Life yeah, you Alex. have to. Because it's still, um, unless it comes out on PSVR 2, you still can't play it anywhere but PC. And I like that you brought up The Great Plateau, because I actually checked that out with the podcast crew whew, years ago. And I hadn't played Breath of the Wild yet. But recently, Breath of the Wild has been pulling my focus a little bit from VR. I've been playing it more than I probably should. But now that I've actually played the game, I want to go back and check out The Great Plateau. Uh, if Along the lines of free games, there is a free game if you like horror. Only if you like horror. Do not try this if you don't like horror. Propagation <laughs> VR is what it's called. It's free on Steam. Surprisingly intense game for being free. Uh, and then if you decide you want to go back in with a friend, you pay $10 to unlock co-op on it but i would say check that out of course half-life alex was my top pick but of course that's you you just have to you can't have pcbr and not have tried half-life alex (laughs) if if i can throw in a cheat here like maybe it's like a little bit cheating on this but uh you know if you're just getting pcbr you really you might want to go on viveport and sign up for vive infinity on like Mm -hmm. a trial there's so many games on there that are amazing la noir is one that i feel like a lot of people have sort of skipped on but you can literally drive around the entire city and it's got decent populated npcs and everything like there's, I mean, and there's so many classic gems on Viveport, too, that are maybe games you already own on other platforms you want to see in PC VR graphics. What was the name of the one you drove around and you said? L.A. Noir. Oh, L.A. Noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Viveport basically is a subscription. There is free trials, I think, but it unlocks like all these tons of VR games. And it's like last I tried, it was like six different ones per month you could try on the subscription. But it just, you have unlimited. It doesn't mean you can do 60 games in one month, though. You can only do so many. Oh, you, but You used to be able to download as many as you wanted. Oh, they stopped. Maybe maybe it was the plan I signed up for, but there was like so many credits. Like you could get as many games you want over time, but it was only so many per month the way I oh, was wow. dealing with it. So maybe the infinity changed that or something. 
Someone yeah, well, notes. I think that's what it was, but I honestly, I don't know. I haven't used it in a couple of years because I just got yeah. overwhelmed in the games I already had that I'm like, I'm just paying <laughs> for nothing. Yeah, it's good when you're new and you don't have many games yet, but eventually you'll end up like us where you have so many in your library you've never tried that you're going to uh, get overwhelmed. That's just VR. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh assassin 32 had another question about the quest pro have you found any games that look noticeably noticeably better on the quest pro when compared to the quest 2 and i've got to say in trying a lot of them you don't notice a drastic difference things might be a little clear but one game you have to try if you have the quest pro and you want to see what it's capable of red matter 2 was the first game to implement the foveated rendering using the eye tracking and it already was like one of the best looking games on quest 2 so if you want to see okay what is the quest pro capable of right now red matter 2 is where you have to go to try that out speaking of quest pro questions <laughs> Starsight asked, are you going to use your MetaQuest Pro instead of the Quest 2? And I thought this was a great question because I've only got to use the Quest Pro like one time because you're hogging it. So <laughs> I, I have been hogging it pretty bad in testing it in filming and testing out the new controllers and stuff. I I've been using it a lot. Uh, but to answer that question for someone who owns the Quest Pro, but still owns Quest 2, the Quest 2 is still I'm actually using it every single day because I've been doing supernatural VR for fitness every day for about four months now. And I'm scared to use the Quest Pro and sweat all over it because it just is such an expensive headset. The way it's built, the connectors on it that go into the charging, I just am worried to cover it in sweat. So I'm still using the Quest 2 every day for fitness, but pretty much any game I want to play or any experience I'm jumping in, I'm doing it on the Quest Pro now because it's got that higher fidelity. It's got better balance on my head. The controllers are a little bit easier to wield around in games because you don't have those big tracking rings to get in the way. So yeah, I'm not I'm not using my Quest 2 really for gaming, but fitness, it's still my main go-to headset. Good one to sweat all over. As I, say, yeah. I don't have a MetaQuest Pro, so I can't uh, I can't comment on this. <laughs> if you if you had one, what do you think? You think you'd still be stuck on your Quest 2 or you think it would be only pro? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that Quest 2 would be on uh on marketplace in about five seconds. <laughs> uh we had a question from Shave Dog, of course, one of our most dedicated followers always there. It says, Have you played Runner yet? It's an old school arcade feel in VR and it's awesome. And I in seeing this question, have no idea what Runner even is. So I feel like I'm a little out of the loop here. Lip, do you have so any I, idea? I, I So I watched the trailer for this because I had to double check. But uh, this was like hyped up a little while ago because I think it had a PlayStation VR release as well. But it's basically mm -hmm. like this anime style, almost like Road Rash kind of thing with guns. I don't know if you know oh, Road Rash, but you're on a motorcycle. Yep. You're driving basically endlessly forward and shooting guys and this and that. Uh, it kind of has... You know, a little bit basic of art style with the cell shaded graphics. So when you watch the trailer, it doesn't look like mind blowing graphically, but because of the style it's going with, it makes sense. Uh, I've had not played it myself, but it looked really cool when I first saw the trailer, when it first got sort of revealed. And it just hasn't hasn't ended up on my uh, on my table yet. But if, if, if it does, I'd love to play it. Yeah, it, I'm looking at some images here and it looks kind of Tron-esque with the motorcycle you're on. Very futuristic, you know, kind of cyberpunk city. And yeah, I had totally missed this one, but apparently it's not even out on Steam yet. Steam, you can only wishlist it. So I guess this is only on Quest and PSVR, but it it looks cool. I'm I'm intrigued. I see uh, Six Degree of Freedom reviews gave it an 8 out of 10, which is not bad. And uh, I'm curious now, Shafe, I'm going to have to check it out. 
Sounds intriguing. Yeah. Well, of course, this week we've got more VR news to catch you up on. But first, we got to say a huge thank you. Asterian Products has supported the podcast for a long time. If you don't know them, go on Amazon. They had their Asterian Aura headset stand on there for $20, which is really cool for an Asterian headset stand that glows, gives you a great place to keep your headset. And if you want to save a little more, use code FULLDIVE10 for 10% off. Now, we've had some episodes talking about Attack on Titan, the anime series, and of course, games, fan-made games that people have made. But there's some big news. Universe, it's not the actual word universe, it's U-N-I-V-R-S, universe, the creator of Little Witch Academia, which was a VR broom racing game, has announced they are going to make an actual Attack on Titan VR unbreakable game for the Quest 2. It's going to launch next summer, 2023, with both English and Japanese audio and subtitle language support. Now, we, we've only gotten a reveal trailer that literally showed nothing. Like It had <laughs> words on the screen and it said this is coming. So this is very early hype, but... Nat, we've talked about Attack on Titan. You and I watched some. What do you think? Is that the kind of game that gets you excited? I, I mean, it looks really cool. And the the Attack on Quest game is really cool. So, And I always like to see a game that's not a shooter. So <laughs> I would definitely be excited to try it. What? So I've, I've watched the anime. I haven't watched all. I think I watched all of season one when it first came out. And then it just took so long for season two to come out that I just I haven't gotten back into it, but uh, I have one of the figures of the girl, the main girl character, and uh, my girlfriend has a sweater of it. So I'm definitely invested in the series and I have played the attack on quest and it was it was all right. I felt like it was at least when I played it, it was a little bit still figuring out how it wanted to actually work. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think I think the idea is amazing and seeing that they're going to have, you know, the proper voice actors and everything is is legitimate. I'm a little bit concerned because. Uh, I've noticed a trend where a lot of the 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 Japanese or the so the Asian developers when they're doing these VR games, they they don't the, the whole concept of ragdoll and like physics like you th- see in Bone Lab just doesn't seem to be commonplace in their development. And when you're doing a kind of game like this, I, I have a feeling that you're going to get a lot more like very like scripted, almost like quick time events, but with VR actions mm-hmm. type of movements that are going to be a lot more cinematic and a lot more like here's your two hour game. That's the same every single time you play it instead of sort of like what I want, which would be, you know, a bunch of Titans wandering around and I can go swing around the city and beat them up. And, you know, there's all these reasons to keep going back in there. And I mean, you look at, you look at Iron Man VR, you look at the Spider-Man VR kind of games, these, you know, ideas of giving you an open city and let you do stuff in it. I feel like is, is definitely where I want a developer like this to take an attack on Titan kind of game. I don't know where we're going to go with it because the trailer showed us absolutely nothing. But at least at least with the, the voice actors and everything, it's going to it's going to at least be authentic so that if you love the show and you want a VR experience, I feel like there's no way that you won't be. So it's, you know, you're not going to dislike this, but I do think that it might not be the greatest game that's going to bring people into the series that don't already like it. I will say, though, also uh, VR chat again, but there is a ton, a ton of amazing Attack on Titan worlds in VR chat. <laughs> So much free stuff to do in VR chat. Seriously. I, I, I love it. <laughs> every well, series you love. Yeah. Yeah. Every VR chat has a little bit of everything. That is this one thing about VR chat. People don't realize it's not just furries and bars you hang out in. Like if you have a VR headset, you should have VR chat and just go search some random thing. If you liked Mario 64, 
search Mario 64 in VR chat and you're going to find some wild worlds, some stuff that takes you back. Like there's so much in VR chat. People don't realize. Do you think there's a Spyro world? Because yeah, I, there is. there's got to be. <gasps> See, okay, yeah, I have to. I haven't. I've barely been in VR chat. I need to. Oh my gosh, a spiral world that would make me so happy. Okay, I gotta check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gaming awards happened this last week, and now we saw some reveals there. Yes, there was a pretty exciting reveal. Skydance Interactive, developers of the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners series has dropped a cinematic trailer for their upcoming game, Behemoth. The trailer aired, as you said, during the annual Game Awards and has been turning some heads so far. There's a quote from their website describing the game as, Take on the role of a diseased wanderer lost in the frigid, forsaken lands. Overcome dangerous environments, deadly warriors, and towering behemoths using immersive, weighty VR combat and lifelike physics. Travel through strange, otherworldly environments and overcome all, no matter how large, that stands in your way. Dun, dun, dun. The dun, dun, dun is not part of the, the quote. <laughs> I think so, it was in the trailer, though. <laughs> yes, I think it was. <laughs> the trailer was very exciting. I, and I'm always happy to see a trailer that's not a shooter. But I just kind of wonder what the game is actually going to look like because it being a cinematic trailer, it doesn't give you much of an idea of what the game is actually going to look like. Mm -hmm. There were a couple little shots here and there of of you on like a rope, like swinging on a rope and things like that. And I'm wondering, is this going to make people sick? Lipnox, did you see the trailer and what did you think of it? Yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, the Honestly, a lot of the game gave a lot of Far Cry Primal vibes if you played that game. Uh, you had the sort of hookshot thing in the melee combat. Uh, I mean, because of the developer and who's making this, when you are watching what's seeing on screen, it's like I can translate what I've seen from Saints and Sinners and be like, OK, we're going to be working probably with the same engine, but now it's going to be medieval. Now it's going to be mm -hmm. more exploration based. We're going to have bigger landmass areas that maybe there, you know, maybe there's no loading screens between. Maybe there is. And we have more, you know, like it. It gave the, the trailer itself gave off so many different vibes where you you get this sort of like Far Cry Primal, maybe even Skyrim kind of vibe. But mm -hmm. then near the end of the trailer, it turns into like a Dark Souls vibe. And you're, you know, you're feeling the sort of depths of what this could be. I mean, I, I think that this is going to be probably the most, you know, anticipated game for a lot of people until it comes out. And you know, it's it's amazing to me to see these kind of presentation or these kind of trailers shown at the Game Awards where you've got tons of gamers that don't own VR headsets. Mm -hmm. They're going to see this trailer and be like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? And that is, I think, what I got from that trailer. And I usually I, in almost all cases, I prefer gameplay. But I think because of the audience that they were showing this off to by showing it in this way, they're you know they're just helping the VR industry. And uh, I don't know what's going on, how you're going to fight some gigantic thing. But I guarantee that is going to look extremely scary in the headset. Oh, yeah. And I think they're just they these these this studio, this team loves VR. They love making games that work perfectly well in VR. And until they release something that shows me they don't, I'm going to be excited for every, every single thing they make. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that was a really smart call out you had there that they're probably going to use the same engine from Saints and Sinners because in them talking about there's going to be weighty combat with lifelike physics, yeah. that goes right in line. And the fact that they already have these games that they've shown they can do really well actually gets me even more excited because with it being a cinematic trailer and it was like, it looked kind of like CGI live action. It's kind of like how Skyrim, you know, they make trailers for Skyrim that are like with real people, but it's not the actual gameplay. And this said right at the bottom, 
not actual gameplay. So that always has me nervous. Are they making this really amazing looking trailer? And then it's going to come out and look like Jurassic Park Aftermath, like cell shaded cartoony, like not a bad game by any means, but the trailer made it look like this was real life almost. But it is coming to PSVR 2, PC VR and Quest 2. So, you know, if you have more than one headset, there probably will be a scale of like how good the game can look versus how not good it can look. But I'm stoked. It looks so cool. And like Nat's like Nat said before, you know, we get so many shooters in VR. I'm, I'm excited for something medieval. I'm excited mm-hmm. to have a sword in my hand again. And that hook shot thing yeah. on your left hand that you can like shoot into a tree and pull up. Or I'm guessing that's going to come into play taking down these huge creamets. Mm-hmm. Creamets. Creatures, a.k.a. the name <laughs> of the game. Behemoth. Apparently merged both two words. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Is that, is that some kind of lingo for the game? Creamets? What? I, know, I was thinking, is this the creature of the game? Behemoth and put it together. That's what we're going to call them now. They are creamets. Yeah. When the game comes out, I, I killed this giant creamet. No, it looks it looks super good. And just like Lipnox said, like it's great when we advertise VR games at the VR Awards. Yes. Right? But like, we need to be getting out there mm-hmm. in front of gamers who still haven't given VR a chance, who still think yeah. it's Gear VR from six years ago. And they see something right. like this or another trailer that was actually also revealed at the Game Awards. That's going to get them excited. Lip, do you want to uh, tell us about another trailer that was revealed there? So yeah, the Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord dropped a new trailer. And, uh, and I did watch that and it definitely had the classic Ghostbusters vibe. I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't, uh, you know, it's they definitely have this sort of you're a part of the Ghostbusters team kind of uh, kind of vibe with it. I kind of I was kind of hoping, you know, that Ghostbusters game they came out with like the Wii and the Xbox 360. I was like, you know, can we use that as the template and do a VR game out of that? But it still looked really cool what they had there. And it was it looked like a super good multiplayer kind of experience. I mean, I, I love the Ghostbusters movie. I definitely have uh, been a little bit uh questionable about the, the PSVR Ghostbusters games. I never actually played them. But it <laughs> sounded like they were pretty, pretty questionable. And uh, I mean, it, it's it, the ghost. The Ghostbusters is, is a series that could easily just have ongoing things in it. I mean, it doesn't need to be just the first two movies. But for me, aside from aside from the first two movies in that one game, it's it's been very questionable content that's been released as like <laughs> for the for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. You know, what was interesting when it showed at the Game Awards, the trailer started, it didn't really tell you what it was or what it was VR or anything. But as the trailer went on and people saw it was Ghostbusters, like everyone at the Game Awards started cheering. So apparently yeah. there is a mass appeal to there being Ghostbusters games. I, I don't know if the cheering kind of fell off or continued as people saw it was for VR, but... <laughs> It definitely, I think that's going to pique interest again of those gamers mm. that don't have VR yet. And like you said, some of the Ghostbusters that we've gotten before, but we, we, they don't know that. <laughs> this one looks <laughs> really good. It looks yeah. like it really utilizes it VR. And I, I, as someone who's not even a huge Ghostbusters fan watching this trailer, I was like, oh, this is a day one purchase. I can't wait. So this one's this one's developed by End Dreams, right? I think so. Because they've, they've done a lot of good games. I definitely thought the VR game trailers during the Game Awards were very exciting and they did a really good job of kind of peppering them in there and getting people hyped. I did think that the Ghostbusters trailer looked really cool, but I always think anything that's MetaQuest is always a little bit cheesy. I feel like they were like, I don't know, like just they have the people and they're pretending to play the game and they're like very just commercially. It's just like wow we did it guys yeah but 
it still looks really cool. I feel like they need to get people in the in the trailers that actually enjoy VR and like playing the games instead of like actors yeah. that are like, yeah, guys, woo, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and to Lip's point, uh, it is by End Dreams, who were makers of like Fract, Little Cities, mm. and actually Far Cry VR that was oh. that was uh, at uh, zero latency was from them nice. too. Several others. So yeah, very experienced VR developers and hopefully someone that can finally do us some justice in the Ghostbusters VR series because, yes. yeah, it looks good. Well, the, the, their name being attached to it t- says to me, okay, they haven't just thrown some developer who doesn't know VR. This is a studio that actually knows VR. And if they, you know, if, if they said we want to do this project, it's probably because they have ideas that are, you know, good for this project. So, I mean, f- fingers crossed they can pull it off. Uh, the other thing, too, I will say with some of these movie kind of games is they usually are very fixed uh, uh, budgets, like financing wise. So sometimes they get over ambitious and then it just has to come out. And I think I, I don't I don't I forget what studio that was, but there was that uh, that other uh, Walking Dead game I remember that came out and just mm. kind of seemed like they just they didn't want to finish it and they just ran out of money. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they spent so too much on. Happens. They spent too much on getting the actual voice actors from the show in the game, and then the game kind of failed. <laughs> yeah. So, Sad. well, we got a few days now until the final campaign on Demio launches, December fifteenth. The final boss, the fifth campaign, another hero, <sighs> and of course, for those of you out there who have followed Demio, and if you own it already, it's it's free. They they said all the DLCs come with the game if you purchase the initial game, December fifteenth. Awesome. Uh, we don't know a lot about. There's been I, I don't know a lot about it because I've been avoiding. I saw a video that was like how to play the new barbarian, and I didn't click on that because I want to get in and figure yeah. it out myself. But I'm excited, and Demio is. If you still don't know about Demio, it's so good. You're top-down dungeon crawler. It's like a board game with your friends in VR. And it was one of those games that I didn't take seriously because I didn't think I'd care about it. And I've been horribly addicted to it for a year or two now. Yeah, we're days away. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sad that it's the last Same. campaign. But I'm really excited. It's so fun when they come out with a new campaign and a new playable character. Yep. What are they? New hero or whatever. Yeah, a new hero. Anyway, I'm so excited. So cool. <laughs> What do you think, Lev? Do you care? Uh, honestly, I have been. This is this is one of those things that I'm like, this is going to take enormous amount of time in my life when I start playing this game, <laughs> and I'm yep. terrified to touch it because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Just g- kids, girlfriend, life, VR channel, everything's going to go. I know. It's, <laughs> I'm I'm scared of this thing. This is the like when World of Warcraft was a thing. This is one of those games that I'm like, this is exactly what I want—a board yeah. game that I can play. I, I, my one fear is the social aspect being like hindering for me because I kind of want to just pause and do whatever I want when I'm doing it kind of thing and get in mm-hmm. and out. So I'm guessing that there's somewhat all right single player modes that mm-hmm. would still be fun for me. But that that's the only thing that sort of holds me back from playing this. I will say I watched your uh, your video about games you spent, you know, thousands of hours in or whatever. And uh, and again, I was reminded about how much I wanted to play this game. <laughs> so you're not getting into it because it looks too good. Yeah, it's 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 too good. I can't handle it. The key, what we need to do is we need to get you a couple more quest twos, and the family plays it with yeah. you, so you you don't leave them behind, and then you there just you stream it while you're at it, so you don't leave the channel behind Perfect. either. You just make your whole life Demio going forward. <laughs> just just Demio VR. <laughs> <Yes>. Perfect. <laughs> 
Well, for those of you out there, if you haven't heard or if you have heard of the studio that makes it uh, Resolution Games, they're huge. Tons of the best VR games right now. They have a showcase coming that day, December 15th. They're doing a VR gaming showcase similar to like PlayStation State of Play or the, the Steam one that they do like that. This is their first one, I believe, that's going to happen. So you'll get a preview of this last campaign. You'll get to see some of their other games potentially coming, what they've got cooking up. So, so cool. I'm pretty excited for that event, too. But I, I got to get in and play the campaign before the event drops because I yes. want to I want to see it with fresh eyes myself. Wow. Yeah. So excited. That's it's coming so time. soon. I know. I kind of forgot it's days away now. So. Oh, my God. But speaking of, we got to tell you about what we've been doing in the VR gaming world. And we got to tell you one more time, Asterian Products has taken the best care of us. If you want to check them out, go to AsterianProducts.com. And if you use code FULLDIVE, it's one word, you're going to get $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. So if you need a place to put your gaming headphones, your gaming VR headset, a mat for VR, or maybe some of the stuff that's about to come out, you got to check them out. Lip, I have no idea. What is Age of Joy? So Age of Joy is honestly this. I, I, I regularly go on side quests to just sort of find that hidden gem that's just going to blow my mind. And I absolutely love emulators in VR and I love arcades in VR. And this is the blend of both of them. It's super new that just came out like I think last week or a week and a half ago. And uh, when I first booted it up, I was I thought I was playing some sort of horror game. I was like, there's. It's just like an empty arcade with weird, you know, NPCs walking around awkwardly and none of the arcade cabinets work. And I'm like, what what is this? What did I download? Because I'm thinking to myself, who, who's going to release this, you know, this unfinished whatever. I click on the itch.io page and realize I have missed out so much. I was supposed to download game packs and ROMs for the arcade cabinets and emulators uh, themselves because you can actually this this is why this game is amazing it is basically a gigantic place with rooms of mame arcade cabinets that have mame emulators in them and what you end up doing is he's he's got like i think he had six or seven maybe 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 it was like 10 or 12 honestly uh pre-built cabinet things where it has the the preview video and it's the arcade cabinet exactly perfect from the old games and you just go to our i think i went to one of the archi- archive websites and downloaded the main ROMs I needed for the games that were in the list. Just followed his instructions. It was actually really simple. But once I did all that and I got it set up, I went in there and you can, it's the arcade cabinets. The perfect is exactly the arcade cabinet you want. And it has amazing <laughs> controls. It looks so good. And okay, the NPCs that are walked around are kind of ugly, but <laughs> you're not looking at them. You're looking at the game itself. And if you turn your head, Oh, there's the Pac-Man machine. There's this machine. There's this machine. And then, you know, he's built the app. So anyone that is playing this app can now create their own cabinets and load their own wow. main ROMs. And you can load whatever main ROM you want if you can get it to work. And I, it just blows my mind. It's so amazing. And uh, I think for PC VR players, there's been things like Neon Retro Arcade and MUVR. But for, I mean, for, for Quest 2, I mean, like going back, it's like the, if you remember Oculus Arcade, that's like the closest thing that's come out for the Quest 2 like this. And I, if, if you like the concept of going back to the 80s and playing retro arcade games, I mean, the, the, the cabinets stay on with video. Like you're playing one cabinet, you look, turn your head and the other cabinet is right there playing whatever, you know, thing. And this just came out. It has no updates of any kind yet. It's just literally the starting of something awesome. But if a community rallies behind this, you, you, this is you know your essential arcade game. I mean, for at least for for the retro things, I know 
a lot of those uh, VR games that like to give you arcade, they're like, well, here's your, you know, basketball game. Here's your touch the things game. Here's your, uh, what's that one where you throw the thing in the hole? Skeetball? hole? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, think, think things like that. They always have, they'll, they'll give you like a bowling alley or something. But... Why do these games have such inappropriate sounding names? <laughs> I, always, I always thought that myself. I figured because it's an old game, maybe that terminology didn't exist yet, but... I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing when I was playing the Forever Cornhole game. I was like, this is not an appropriate <laughs> title. But but honestly, you know, in, in regards to, uh, you know, getting it set up, if you can get on PC VR and you can load these, like, not PC VR, sorry. Uh, it's a Quest 2 game, runs natively on the headset. You can get on the PC to load these files over. It was actually really, really easy to do. He had all the steps built into it. I'm not expecting most people are going to build their own arcade gadgets, but either way, just having the ones he had already set up and it seems like he's going to just keep adding more uh was win-win for me and i loved it there's cool posters on the walls i mean it's 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 a cool app once you set it up properly uh in terms of you know motion sickness and graphics and everything the the arcade cabinets and the games look amazing the rest of it looks okay uh i didn't get any motion sickness at all i don't think you'd get any motion sickness because you're just sitting there staring at a screen the controls let you Put a coin into the cabinet, and then you're you're frozen in spot in your in your place. So it doesn't, you know, you're not wandering around. You don't have to move the analog stick and press. You know, you're not using your physical hands to like press the buttons on the thing. You can just use the ones on the controller, which is what I would want to do. So but that was that was I, my question because in Demio, there's an arcade cabinet, and it was one of the only ones that I felt like did a good job. Like you grab the joystick and you turned. I think you grab the joystick. I've tried a couple now, but there's basically I've tried ones where you grab the joystick and you turn and then your AB button is still your AB button. And then there's other ones that it's just your actual joystick and AB is your button. So I wondered like which one is going to be better because sometimes if they want you to like press the button with your finger, your virtual finger, that's not going to work. <laughs> you want it to be the actual physical button. Yeah, this this is this is physical, physical all the way. So in that regard, I mean, maybe it takes you out of the authentic aspect to it. But for me, it just sort of gives me better controls because mm-hmm. there's not really very good like haptic feedback on moving a joystick virtually. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, 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 it worked, worked really well for me. I would say this is definitely a yay and literally costs you nothing. So nice. if, if you like playing games that should just be on your TV, you could just easily play on your TV in a VR headset. It's, that's what I like to do too. So you might like this. Now for someone who isn't super tech enthusiasts knowing what to do how difficult would you say this process is because we're talking about side loading a game we're talking about roms and other stuff and even for me i'm like is this something i'd want to do or is this gonna be too much work on the front end to get to happen what do you think so i would say the the hard part uh i mean he all the instructions are there so you literally download his file unzip the things and then just drag them into the right folder in the headset which is if, if you can navigate the folder system of the headset which i assume you know most people can get that far you can definitely get the arcade cabinets loaded in there and if you want to just see them and not actually play the games because it'll still load you the preview videos and everything it's just won't let you play the game the hard part is tracking down the roms because he's not you know they're you know you don't he, he can't legally distribute those roms mm-hmm. he can't give away the pac-man roms so if you don't know how to find roms uh for these kind of games that could be challenging mm-hmm. and i'm not really too sure the naming structure but for me when i did it i could not find the correct rom for pac-man i got miss pac-man working so it was fine but one of the games didn't work and it was you know probably a rom thing 
Uh, so, I, I mean, it's definitely if you, I mean, I'm not going to be building my own arcade cabinets. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. So I think that my skill range, you know, this this was really, really easy. So, you know, the, I, I feel like, and I hate to be like harsh in that regard. I feel like anyone that is really going to want to play 80s arcade games in in a VR headset and other thing is probably going to know how to do this. But it's it's I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that hard. It was it was definitely I've, I've played some of these emulator things and they're really hard to set up. This was this was not like that. I feel yeah. like it sounds like too much work for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we have an actual like in-person arcade bar thing in our mm-hmm. town. So we could just go there. If we didn't have that, then maybe I would be like, OK, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it sounds it's definitely worth it. I think the name Age of Joy also really makes sense now that I've heard what the game yeah. is. It's like, you know, if you were in if you lived through the time of arcades being huge and you want to mm-hmm. return to that, it sounds like that's what you're yeah. getting. And it's free. So what are you losing? You're losing a right. time investment of trying to get this working. And if you already know how to sideload stuff and you're going to be fine, if you don't, it might be a little harder for you, but I definitely, from hearing your description, I feel comfortable. I could get this pretty easily working, which sounds cool. Yeah. Like I said, the, the only part that's hard is just tracking down the ROMs, which I mean, they're, you know, there's internet archive websites.org that you can get them from. Nice. Nice. Well, I talked earlier on the podcast. We've been doing Supernatural pretty regularly for a couple months now, and they added a new mechanic. Have we talked about Supernatural on the podcast? So I'm not going to get too deep into what it is. It's a fitness app. You can do boxing. You can do stretching exercises. You can do what they call flow, which is basically their version of Beat Saber, where you have a bat in each hand and you're swinging at targets. But they added this new mechanic called knee kicks, where knee you strikes. Kick, knee strikes. Oh, sorry, knee strikes, where you kick out your actual knee in the game when a target comes that looks like a knee one and it somehow figures out whether or not you've swung your knee to hit that target and nat you tried this i tried this what were your impressions of this as adding I, to supernatural i like it i think it's really it's a really nice addition to get more because they do have things like where you have to you know bob and weave and stuff in the boxing where you just like try and get under lines basically so it's nice to have something where you're like using your legs more than just like squatting down i do think that it's not very sophisticated because i did in trying it out there's like different colors for like your left knee or your right knee and when i was trying it i was like i wonder what would happen if i did the wrong knee and it still counts like you Mm -hmm. like you did it you don't get any points for it but I do think it's a good addition. Like it's kind of kind of like you're you're just doing it. It's not adding to your points. It doesn't really know if you're really doing it right. But if you're doing with doing it with fidelity yourself, it really adds to it. So I after like keeping yourself accountable, it does add yeah. it adds to your accuracy, but not your power. So like, right, it does. It will ding your accuracy if you're missing them. But I was really curious when it came out because I was like, how are they doing this? Like, is it an algorithm that's like, okay, the headset dropped two inches into the left, so they probably lifted their left leg? Or are those lower cameras looking for a change in the environment down where your knees are? because your knee came up. I had no idea. But Lip, when you hear about this, you know, there's been some rumors that the Quest is going to use cameras to start tracking your actual body and stuff. What? How does this strike you in relation to that? Do you think that they're somehow watching for your knees? Or what do you what would you guess? Well, I was I was under the impression that the uh, the MetaQuest Pro was basically able to see your legs. And there was I don't know, I remember them showing that in trailers. If that's not a mm-hmm. thing. I guess that's not a thing. 
But uh, I would say that for this type of activity, I mean, leg day is never popular, <laughs> but very, very much required. So if people are in here for like fitness purpose, I think it's just like, yeah, don't make it too hard. Just add that in there. I mean, I mean, in, ter- in terms of tracking our legs, I think that that is 100% what people want to be doing. Whatever way we get to being able, able to do that is definitely a win in my books. It's, it sounds like it, it's g- g- giving me off a wee waggle vibe the way that Matt explained it. So <laughs> I, I don't know if this is this is the end all thing. But uh, I, I mean, if you're, you're working out, so it's to, to me, to me, it's like the points are there to keep you going. But the exercises are why you're doing it. So it really doesn't matter if it's perfect for this sort of side gimmick thing. And again, you know, with like I said, with the MetaQuest Pro thing, I feel there's a good chance that the legs or at least knees will end up finding their way into VR. So, you know, maybe this is sort of them beginning that part of that. Because from my understanding, Supernatural's a pretty expensive mm-hmm. regular subscription. So I think that they would definitely want to be on the, you know, newest features whenever they can right. get them. And make sure that nobody's outmatching them because when that happens, they're in trouble. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it costs like it's like a gym membership, basically. Not an expensive gym membership, but like expensive for being just in VR. Yeah. So 19 bucks a month, or we pay 180 for a year, which is still a chunk, but with the two of us using it, you split that up and it doesn't yeah. seem so bad. That's like seven dollars a month each or something like that. You but, can have up to four profiles on one yeah. quest. So that does kind of make it more worth it if you have like, you know, if you're sharing it through your family. But all that yeah, sweat sharing with your family. I know. Yeah, that is a problem because it's one headset. We have two yeah. We have two Quest 2s. Yeah. We're not allowed to use that same membership on two different ones. It's only on one. Yeah. So I take it off and I sanitize and wipe it down and I hand it to the next person. Uh, but that Yay. was just something. It was such an unusual idea because I didn't think the Quest 2 could really do that. That I had to bring that up and be like, how the heck are they doing this? Because there's nothing on your legs tracking your legs. And yet, yeah. if you do just stand there, you don't swing your knee. It doesn't count. So yeah, it's, so, it's doing some kind of black magic. It's, it's figuring the, something out. It's probably the bouncing because I remember there was this game called I think Happy Run for the uh, for the side quest kind of thing or App Lab, and it was the same thing where basically your movement going like this, it could tell that you were running, and it felt like you were act- like you running in a spot actually felt pretty one to one. So I assume it's probably like that, but it, I mean, who knows? Maybe you can maybe you can test the headset out without actually moving your legs and see if you can false falsify some uh, some knee strikes <laughs> yeah i i tried i because i tried a couple things and it if i didn't move my legs at all it didn't count but if i moved the wrong leg it did count so i'm not quite sure maybe it's, it's just something. maybe it's like the peaking just seeing that something is happening cat and walks by and it counts as a knee strike <laughs> we really should we should try out some different things yeah well i know that there's got to be some people out there listening that have supernatural so come tell us come join the discord server and let us know do you have any insight as to what they're doing or how they're doing it because i am curious and of course if you have questions for us we got a bunch we answered here we got more to answer on the next episode you can ask us that on the q a section there provide suggestions for where we go with the podcast and what we play and if you want to take it a whole step further our patreon is covering most of our operating costs so thank you everyone who's supporting us there but remember if you're listening come see us on youtube so you can see some of these videos what we're talking about and help and if you're watching us but you need more full dive take us on the go on virtually every podcast platform that's out there so if you do that too rating us would be great but we want to say thank you so much for coming out and listening and what do they have to do if they want to get into vr nat Doi won in. Doi won in. (laughs) Ha ha ha.